Well, Mike Cohen here with you. I'm at City Hall and we've just had our meeting to adopt the 2024 budget City Council. I'm joined by Stephen Early, uh, who was elected to City Council eight, just a little bit more than 18 years ago when I was. And he is our uh, portfolio holder for finance. So he really oversaw the budget. And Stephen, this was not an easy budget. Yeah, this was, I would say, the toughest budget we had to do uh, for me in the last 18 years. Uh, we were dealing with more issues and, and most of them were beyond our control, which made it more complicated. So, so Stephen, the bottom line is, and we'll explain it shortly, is there's a tax, an average tax increase of pr- property of 5.95%. And that was not an easy number to get down to uh, because it could have been a lot higher. So people are going to see that. And I've met many people already and they ask why, but there's a lot of reasons to explain. Can you give us some of the reasons why we had no choice but to raise taxes? Yeah, well, I'll start by saying the the original tax increase looked like it might be higher in the vicinity of 8 or 9%, which we realized was not acceptable. Uh, so we worked hard to bring it down. But I'll give some of the reasons as to where we got to this point in the first place. So I'll start, number one, with the transfer duties or welcome tax. In an average year, uh, if I look back to the last four years, we range between 4 to $8 million on transfer duty or welcome tax. And even in the year 2020, when the pandemic hit and we thought we weren't going to hit our mark, we still ended up at about $4.4 million. Now, uh, this year, we had budgeted $4 million. We ended up in the vicinity of $2.5 million, so about a million and a half short. And we're predicting the same for 2024. So right away, we're starting with a million and a half shortfall. Uh, the other big one or the next big one was the agglomeration. And, you know, every year we come in trying to guess and, and it's only late in the game we find out the actual number. And this year it's an increase of about $1.8 million. So right away, we're dealing with $3.3 million that we have to try to recover. Add to that the cost of inflation. Uh, and I'll give a simple example, snow removal. Snow removal this year is up $400,000 just on snow removal alone. Uh, we have the cost of water. We have the cost of other elements. So in the end, it put us at a point where we had to figure out how to raise about $5, 6000000 million. And, and then we said, well, again, it's still too high. And we sat down, uh, and I would say this was an effort really of the treasurer, of the city manager, uh, working with the directors, and shaved off about 500,000 in what we call nice to have items and another 500,000 or so in cuts on in HR cuts to employees in the sense of not replacing those who are retired or cutting back on some hours here and there seasonal employees uh, and and when all is said and done we ended up at a 5.95% increase for the average uh, for the average home so people need to understand the process we have an administration we have senior staff uh there's a lot of fixed costs, including unionized employees, that we cannot touch. And the other point that you can elaborate on is that when you said nice to have, we want to maintain the Cote St. Luke that people uh, love and, and expect. Yeah, so in terms of employees, it's true. Uh, most of these employees, most of our employees are unionized. Uh, they're managers, so it's very difficult. Uh, so with the exception, uh, like I said, this year, Certain employees who were approaching retirement or retiring, uh, we didn't replace them. Uh, Some of the seasonal employees we cut back. uh, The library is an example. Instead of being open from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m., 
uh, on most days is now 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. So cutting an hour, we're able to save significant funds. Now, in terms of things that are nice to have, uh, I'll give some simple examples. So um, let's say uh, at the swimming pool when they have uh, pool toys that they use for the kids. All right, so those toys will last a little bit longer. Uh, Things like uh, window washing. Well, instead of doing the windows every year, we'll wash them every second year. Uh, and I'll give one that affects you know many people is Canada Day. Uh, every year, Canada Day, we've been doing either fireworks or a drone show, and in some years even both. Uh, this year, we're switching to a laser show, uh, which we've done a little bit in the past, and it saves significant amount of money. Instead of having a band, uh, we're going to have a DJ. Uh, so the residents will enjoy it. Everyone have a great time. They'll be able to sing and dance along, but it'll save about thirty, forty thousand dollars on one day and and to me that that makes sense especially in times like this that we can save a few dollars the other thing i like to tell people is that this is not the city of montreal where we've seen headlines of you know staff people going for oyster dinners or the mayor ordering hundreds of dollars of wine um, you know, the we we don't have any uh, financial skeletons in our closet that I can say for sure. Before the pandemic, we used to meet in person every Monday night, and because we we met for such long hours, we would have to order food. We didn't order exorbitantly, but you know, if you're doing it every week, now we meet uh, once a month basically in public. We have a very small number of staff because a lot of them still join us online and a lot of us don't even order any food. So we've gone above and beyond the call of duty to cut wherever we can and to make sure that we're spending our uh, community's money wisely. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good point. I mean, I'll add that we literally went item by item, line item by line item through the entire budget and you can imagine there are thousands of line items or thousands of GLs, as we call them. And one of them was looking at food. And, and even though we don't spend, we spend a fraction of what Montreal spends, we still looked at it and said, can we save a few dollars here and there? And we did. We, we did make uh, some cuts and find some savings yeah. there. So I would say, you know, for me, the goal was to go through the budget to look at what was, what was essential, what makes Cote St. Luke Cote St. Luke, yeah. and then what is not. And if we could find cuts there... Uh, we did it. And even then, I would say we actually went through it a few rounds just to say, OK, are we sure about this one? Do we want to reconsider? And and there were some items that we decided not to cut because we didn't want to affect the residents significantly. So we put a few items back in and uh, ended up where we are, which, you know, I would say is still higher than we would have liked in terms of 5.95 for an average increase. Uh, but I would say is a reasonable given the circumstances this year. So I urge uh, listeners and residents of Cote St. Luke to go onto our website because if you have questions, uh, the budget's there and you could look at it line by line right there. Yeah, so if residents are interested, you can go to CoteStLuke.org slash finance and you could see the budget. It's posted there, the presentation, all the information. Uh, you can also email me directly at S-E-R-D-E-L-Y-I at CoteStLuke.org. I'd be happy to answer your questions. And uh, look, for us, the goal is to make sure to maximize our spending in terms of in terms of not wasting money, uh, but also to make sure we're as transparent as possible. So anyone who has any questions, uh, we'd be happy to have them and uh, to answer your questions as best we can. 
Uh, Stephen, I want to personally, as I did in the public meeting tonight, commend you for leading the council uh, with the mayor. You did an outstanding job in your presentation. Uh, I know you put in a lot of hours. I want to thank our senior staff uh, who must be congratulated. And let's hope for a good uh, 2024. Definitely. And, and just before we conclude, I want to say a special thank you to our incoming treasurer, uh, Andrea Felici, and our outgoing treasurer, Angela Marino, both of whom, of course, were really uh, basically the backbone of the budget and made sure everything was smooth. Uh, so I appreciate their efforts. And, of course, the city manager and all the city staff and the council as well. Thank you, Stephen Erdely, for being my guest. And uh, let's hope for a great new year.